Listener discretion is advised, as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- So, yeah, obviously I'm being really annoying with all these filters and don't give a fuck. But we are here to talk about voting. Because shit is hitting the fan once again. Um, states have started to go crazy once again. Um... Yes. I'm Doreen and I mean like I was gonna get there. Like uh, okay. Like why damn. You wanna start over? No. Okay. Go ahead, do it. Just do it. Go. Fine. No, do- go ahead. I was just do like it. before you- <laughs> you're about to like really get into it. And I was like, wait, welcome back to the Ebenistas. I'm Doreen, this is Jabby. Okay, go. I mean like we're the Ebenistas. We're really cool. Our motto is it's 2 a.m. One of us is doing splits and the other is doing cartwheels. I'm Jabby and my co-host, my beautiful, gorgeous, black Nubian queen, Haitian princess, giddy yes. girl. I I will accept the Haitian princess nomination. Um, yes, uh, Doreen, hello, hello. <laughs> I love seeing your face. It's been a long week, by the way. I have not gotten to talk to you as much as I would have liked to this week. We literally talked for two hours two days ago. Yeah, but it wasn't consistent. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, we usually talk, like, every day at some point. Yeah. Legit skipped a couple days this week, and I was like, I feel weird. But we had a lot of different things happening. I had medical stuff to deal with with my family and mm-hmm. what have you. So like, it's just been a weird week. And I just felt kind of like, I'm like, something's wrong. Man. But anyways, glad to see your face. And I'm Hi. glad we reconvened and that we're finally doing this episode. So really quick to give you guys some background. We actually had planned to do this episode way back in early 2020 for obvious reasons. Um, didn't think, you know, for obvious reasons, right? Didn't feel like doing it back then. Fuck it, whatever. But we want to bring it back now because 2021 elections have brought back some crazy things and it's time kids. It is time to talk about this. This is a serious topic for me. Uh, people know me, know that I don't take many things very seriously unless I'm at work or getting paid to do something. Um, I usually try to be very light, upbeat, whatever, all that stuff. But for me, hearing about the recent laws that were passed in Georgia, I, I just felt like I had to say something. I, I needed to get this off of my chest. I think I have been straddling that line of just like not trying to like overtly come out and, you know, say like, I hate this or whatever. I'm like, I don't agree. You know, I, I, I feel this way, but I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and put it out there the level of anger and the sense of injustice that I feel and felt when I heard this was overwhelming. There wasn't an outlet big enough to contain all of my emotions on this. And so you guys get to hear how upset it makes me. Um, So it's, it's kind of time to talk about how hard it was for us black people, uh, minorities, um, people who are refugees, women, women, I mean, just just name it, right? It was so hard to get equal voting rights and how hard 
we are still going to need to fight to keep them. Um, because what's happening right now is that they are actively working to remove a lot of these things from us. And, and even the president, you know, our current president Biden agrees. And he says that this is modern day Jim Crow laws being put into law. That's, there's no, he said, this is, does not go with American people, American values. We have to put a stop to this. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I was so glad to hear him speak out about it the same day that it happened. He was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm, I, I haven't even touched on the fact that they arrested someone for knocking on his door while he signed these laws into, you know, into being in front of a picture of a plantation um, with security all around him. The part that made me the angriest was finding out that they had arrested Representative Park Cannon, she's a Democrat from Georgia, for knocking on the door while he uh, was signing the election bill into law, pretty much. Um, they forcibly dragged her out, even though there are laws protecting anyone who is going through this process of making those decisions, they can get heated, they can get angry, but you can't arrest them. The only way that you can arrest them is if they've had two other charges for the same exact thing, if it's a misdemeanor, but they are charging her with a felony for knocking on the door because he was signing this bill into law on live and was upset by the fact that she interrupted him and messed up his video feed, which is ridiculous. And if she wasn't a black woman, do you think that would have happened? No, but, and they're still going through with it. Like they, they you know, they, so anyway, what makes me upset is that there are too many racists hiding behind the law and the government to keep the power in their favor when things don't go their way. Let's be honest, many Republicans were embarrassed by the elections in Georgia and the calls that were made. And even after the request to quote unquote, find votes that were Republican, um, there's no, it's not a coincidence that that same election official has now been stripped of all power and does not get to call any votes ever at all. They, they, they changed the whole role because they didn't think it was fair that one person actually got to say, this is what we actually counted and this is what it actually was. They want the ability to make those changes and decide who gets those votes. So he lost all of his power because he refused to swing the election, you know, towards the red side, towards the Republicans. And now they've now changed laws to basically make sure that he can't do that. Anyone in his role can't do that going forward. Um, so not only that, um, but let's let, let's really let's let's really kind of like get into it. Over the past decade in Georgia, they have closed over 200 polling locations. Most of those locations are where in my, minority, you know, mostly minority. Um, what's the right word? In black areas, right? Black areas, places where there's a lot of immigrants, minorities, such and such and such, right? Right. So you can no. Yeah. So in doing so. That means that there are more people going to the same polling locations in order to vote, which increases the wait time, right? And so because of that, people were saying, don't be discouraged. We're going to bring you water. We're going to bring you guys chairs. We're going to bring you guys food. Just hang in there. We just want you to vote. And there have been no records of anyone being like, oh, you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. You can't have this. They hand it out to anyone, anyone who's there, anyone who needs it, because they, they most people are just happy that you're out there voting and they want you to care and to be involved. Um, so they've also, they also set up mobile voting stations where they would have like a big like truck or, you know, big van that would go out to these areas and park and allow these people to vote. 
every day, you know, so that it, so they wouldn't have to wait in these extremely long lines at these other polling stations. Guess what now is part of the law? It's illegal to have any mobile voting stations. It's also illegal to hand out water, food, or anything to anyone in line to vote, which seems unnecessarily cruel. Um, and if it was about being fair, then why deny the people who are voting water and food? If, if it was about being fair as Governor Kunk. I'm sorry, Governor Cunt, what? Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. As, as Governor Kemp is trying to say, well, we just, you know, we just made it make sense. Don't say his name correctly. It's Governor <laughs> Cunt from now on. It's. <sighs> okay, so this whole thing, and I, I made a note, is like where people are like, oh, like this, you said too many racists are hiding behind the law and government to keep the power in their favor. I had made a note and I was like, they're also hiding behind and using the whole thing like, but racism is over to try and validate these actions of what they're doing. And like the whole idea that they're trying to keep things fair, but you're denying people food and water. Like, what does that have to do with anything being fair? Like that, what, what do you think is happening when people get food? Like, do you think people are passing each other notes? Like, like prison notes in the sandwiches or something? or like putting magical spells in the water or something to make them vote a certain way. What do you think is happening? Because what I see are people, like you said, who are just trying to make sure people don't get out of line. So that people who are coming and rushing right out of work or rushing from getting their children and who have to come with their kids in line because that's all they can do to make sure they get their vote, that these people are taken care of so they don't go home because this is the time that they can do it. And that's all they can do. Um, because again, even though it's been proposed and talked about that voting should be a national holiday, um, it still isn't. Um, and a lot of places still um, won't give you time off of work or you know, the day off or anything so you can go do what you need to do. Um, have you ever had, by the way, speaking aside, have you ever been at a place that has allowed you to take time off so you can go do that? Yeah, my company now will give us that time to go and vote if we need to go during business hours. Like they're like, okay, go ahead and go, you know, so be it. No problem. No big deal. Um, whether it's paid or not is the, you know, like they'll let you go. Well, let me not say that. I work in the administrative office, so I don't work in any of the actual like patient facing, um, you know, whatever uh, location. So I don't have to, you know, be on a strict schedule. So if I'm gone, it's just, it's fine. But okay. for me, since I've started working here, yes, they do. Okay, that's cool. Um, I do remember my first, um, the first firm I worked at and it was my, was it my first time voting? Was that my first year voting? It was whatever. My first time voting for a president was the first time that Obama was running. Um, so I think that was the year I first started working for that firm, but I remember my boss sending out an email to our small little company and saying, you know, everyone needs to go out and vote let us know like basically like what when you need time if you need to go you know take some time a couple hours from the work day leave early come in late whatever you need to do i want it's your responsibility to go and to go vote especially you are all women and some of you are women of color you need to go vote it is your responsibility and i'll never forget that i was like definitely he did some asshole things but there are certain things that he did right and i was like that is something that needs to be said. It needs to be upheld, I think, way more. So 
just side note, I just wanted, I was just wondering about that, but, um, anyway, so I, in my craziness, of course I found a game to go with this, right? Because we love games. This one is weird. I found it on this website called 13.org. I hope I would call this one a game, more like a let's just take a walk down history, you know, walk down like the history lane and see how things would have been. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a learning lesson. Like it's not, like I was explaining it to Doreen, I was like, I know I sound like it's a game. I'm like, oh, it's a game, blah, blah, blah. But then when you go to the website and you like realize what it really is because it's educating you as you're making these choices, like, um, no, like this should be taken more seriously. Like it's actually t giving you reasons as to why this is so hard. So listen up. While we go take a commercial break, we're gonna take this quiz right quick and we'll be back. You know, um, so in taking this test about whether or not we would be able to vote during the Jim Crow era, uh, I didn't get very far. Um, so I took, I, I clicked on the link that showed the 1965 Alabama literacy, literacy test. I didn't get very far in that literacy test. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, the first question, sorry, the first question is, which of the following is a right guaranteed by the Bill of Rights, public education, employment, trial by jury, or voting? I'm going to say voting but I don't know. Hold on, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook you up. Um, the only one is trial by jury. Yeah, didn't know that. So I actually got that one right. You should, um, <laughs> based off of your background, you should. The only one, so that's right, neither here nor there, right? But I, I was gonna say, I was like, us taking this test now, or this quiz now is really interesting because like some of the questions as you're going through this, you know, are you going to make it is also about like, are you willing to cross all these hurdles to get to your to, to get the right to vote and some of it includes like transportation, the, the 15 mile walk and like putting yourself in the shoes of these people way back, you know, in the 1800s, who are facing the possibility of death, quite literally death, just to go vote. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, we're talking about like, did you even pass the literacy test? Doreen, I mean, you just said you're like, first question, I'm out. Me, I'm looking at you going, the federal census of population is taken every five years. I hope I got that right. I don't know. I'm going to say true. That's false. I yeah. failed. Yeah. I was like, I, I know that one. The bigger thing is, even if you do pass this, there's a whole bunch of slew of reasons why people didn't get the chance to vote. So to be clear, this literacy test is 68 questions. It is proctored by a person who is not Black and who does not want to see you succeed in this. So yeah. even if even if you got all 68 answers right, which was extremely difficult, it wasn't made for them to pass, they would still be like, mm, I still think you failed. And they would mm -hmm. still mark them as failed. And then boom, you can't continue on. Um, you know, was your grandfather born in the United States? Because these are former slaves, right? So not everyone's grandparents were actually born in the US, you can't vote. 
you know? And so it's just, and then even if you make it to the polling station, they are literally waiting there to lynch you, kill you. And a lot of times kidnap you, beat you up, teach you a lesson to actively discourage you from casting that vote. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say this, um, you know, when my, some of my family members describe their voting process and just trying to drop off a, like a, you know, mail-in ballot at mm-hmm. the box, they said they had to deal with hundreds, hundreds of cars, trucks, people in the road, Confederate flags, blocking everything, you know, just mass intimidation. Not only that, but there are police officers there that are not doing anything about it. And, and let's be clear, happened- this is our, okay, sorry. This happened in 2020. We're not talking about 1965. This is 2020 that this intimidation happened at a vote voting box. So I don't know what's going on in the world today. I'm disappointed. And if you go to this website, so by the way, to say it again, it's 13.org. They'll show you the famous picture that you, you always see is like the black and white picture of um, this weird doll that they created or whatever. Um, that someone hung up in a tree and it says this nigger voted and it's basically another tactic to let to that let people know back then that if you voted we will kill you and um, so to prepare for this episode I actually watched um, the documentary that's on Amazon Prime and it's called All in the Fight for Democracy and um, it's led by uh, the discussion is led by Stacey Abrams (sighs) It's a doozy. It's going to piss you off. Um, But I think it's really important to watch. And in that um, documentary, they actually tell a story of, I can't remember when this happened. Um, But there was, I can't remember in what state, I apologize, guys. But, you know, you can always watch it. But basically, this guy was like, I'm going to go vote, blackmail. And, but someone, an official in that town said, if any, the next black person, the black, black man that tries to vote in this town is going to be a dead man. And this guy was like, eat my shorts. He went and he cast his vote and he goes home. A few days go by, nothing happens. And then one night he gets a knock on his door. He, one guy comes out, one, one guy's at the door and he says, can you come out on your porch? He goes, sure um you know whatever and literally he is shot by a firing squad just dead for voting and yeah so let that sink in so you guys know me i always like to give background right um, and I'm going to go through this very quickly, not too far back. So we have this thing called the Reconstruction Acts that happened after slavery is quote unquote abolished. And Congress passed um, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. And they're all supposed to be like, hey, Black men can vote now, you know, go do your thing. Everything is good. We're sorry we fucked up kind of thing. And um, bold men, not women. Let's be clear about that. Um, And at this point, African-American voters are up 67%, right? Cool. Awesome. Everything sounds fun. It's all honky-dory. You think everything's going to be great. Black men are actually being elected to positions in office and local government. And they're all like taking their pictures and they're like, ha-ha, I too can be like the white man. And then our colonizers realize, "Uh uh-oh, they done fucked up. And so what they do... um, 
is they lean into the 15th Amendment and what it left open for the states to do. And what that did actually was it allowed for states to institute voter qualifications. And of course, what a lot of former Confederate states did was take advantage of this and they started instituting poll taxes, the literacy test, among other really frivolous qualifications that we all know as voter suppression. So um, that's kind of like where the Jim Crow era, all that stuff starts to. Bottled wine, canned wine, box wine, it's all mine. But listen, I'm not gonna lie, my wine collection has taken a serious hit during quarantine and I'm stuck inside. That's where Wink Wine Club came in handy. I finally joined the club of all wine clubs. Now I get wine on my porch like a magical unicorn. I want you to have the same magical experience I've had. Visit wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas and get $20 off your first order. And what made it doubly awesome for me was that I was able to narrow down wines that were 100% vegan. I didn't have to go back and research. Wink did all the work for me. All you have to do is a little quiz at the beginning of your sign up and Wink will suggest the best wines for you based on your palate. So join me and let me know what your favorite finds have been. Again, go to wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S and get $20 off your first order on us. So why don't we talk about voter suppression and what that has looked like? I guess what that has looked like in the United States and <laughs> how that actually has been happening and what they do. Yeah, um, so we have to remember, and this is super obvious, I think for anybody that has been paying attention, um, voter suppression is aimed at minorities, namely Black Americans, Hispanics, Asians, um, anyone basically that is in other, um, the young and the poor. Um, and that includes white poor white Americans as well. Um, and young white Americans. So um, that that is critical to note. So I was actually in doing research for today's um, topic. I actually read that the national census takes place every 10 years now. And oh. it happened during Trump's reign and they were really pushing it. They were really putting a lot of funding. We have to go, they went door to door, everything. And it's just like, oh, this is what we do every year. But what they found out was they were actually lying about why they were so invested in it. They were they had added a question asking if you were a citizen or not, and they were using that to actually go and arrest people, find them, and not only that, but to change, to change things to make them more in favor for them later on. But I'll get to that in a second. Ooh, I can't wait for you to talk about that. It's always a trick always <laughs> and I I mean but let's be clear and uh, I guess I, I just I talk about the census later I'll just say it now it is important though to be involved with the census though um for other reasons um you want to be counted it's in favor of your local government and population and what you can get as far as um what is, what's the word the funding um government yeah. programs assistance um, even in terms of like housing opportunities and things that are available, educational um, funding, it, it really does make a difference. Yes. But, so, but now we found out that people who are corrupt can use that for a very bad reason. Yep, there's always good and there's always bad. I mean, listen, we have a lot of work to do, so. Um, but also, burp. <laughs> um, 
just to close out um, the whole thing that happened with um, the 14th, 15th, 16th Amendment, 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, um, by the end of World War II, so, you know, like, we, they did the whole, like, um, reconstruction thing. We were at 67% of Black voters that were eligible. Um, by the end of World War II, we were down to just 3%. So they worked really hard really really hard to make sure that the black vote did not count so i know you had also mentioned um like in, i guess in your notes that you know when we talk about these minorities especially with everything that's going on right now asian americans have dealt with a lot of stuff too in mm -hmm. in the american history and i'll be honest i loved history class I, I read every book i read everything that they told us you know what i never learned about internment camps for the japanese oh. people here never yes. heard about it. i'm like how interesting that you guys happen to skip all these this messed up stuff that you did so yeah. with everything going on stop the asian hating it's it's unnecessary it's it, it's it makes me so incredibly sad like we have enough minorities going through enough we don't need to keep on dragging new people into this horrible horrible shit pile you know like stop being racist hey if you're a racist person i seriously doubt you're listening to this show but if you are <laughs> first of all <laughs> <laughs> if you are just stop being racist like stop um so i did mention i kind of touched on this earlier so gerrymandering ah, hold on no, 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 no. Because the way that you wrote it the first time, and I saw you, was jury mandering, and I loved it. I loved it. So I heard the word before I had ever seen it spelled, and it just stuck with me that that's how you spell it. And every time I spell it that way, and I know that it's not right, but autocorrect is my best friend. It, it knows what I want. It knows my heart. It um, was there for a while, too. And I was like, this? No, she meant to spell it that way. <laughs> So gerrymandering is basically when people, the politicians, change the voter districts to change the outcome and the demographics of a, of a voting precinct. So here's how you imagine that. Let's say you have a predominantly Black neighborhood, and then on the outskirts of that is there, there's a very rich, you know, suburb that's right near it, maybe within a five to 10 minute range. What they'll do is they'll split that, you know, the minority, um, the minority area with the suburb area so that that way when they do vote it doesn't count as much because they, they their precinct their votes basically get kind of washed out by this other strong majority and so that's how they prevent those precincts from having those wins which is part of the laws that georgia also started wanting to change they've been doing this for forever so funny story here's how i found out what gerrymandering was i didn't have a job for a while when i was in college and i was just looking for like something part-time every you know every now and then um I, I i had applied for a couple different jobs there was one that was like it was like publication manager for the mm. campus newspaper and i was like oh okay. fancy fancy <laughs> you know what it was i was a newspaper boy they wanted me to pick up the newspapers and put them on the stands around campus that was it and i was like yeah i quit <laughs> i quit um so I quit <laughs> i'm sorry started out like why aren't you in journalism like what happened they got me they got me i was like please i don't even get to go where you guys write like i'm not even part of the process yeah she they was got like me. can i take the pictures can i write like <laughs> what do we do here what how do i help 
but no, I, that's what they wanted me to do. So I kept that. I was applying for a lot of like these like random jobs that was in school. So I didn't have time. And yeah. so there was one there, like, we just need you to basically like help to help to get votes or signatures. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'll go to the interview. And so I go to the interview and this was by far to date the best interview that I had ever been on. We mm -hmm. spent an hour talking and we spent all of two minutes talking about the actual job. Mm -hmm. So first he was telling me how they were a nonprofit organization that was, that was established to prevent gerrymandering because mm -hmm. that was happening a lot in Tallahassee where I lived at the time. And so they were like, it's happening a lot because Tallahassee is not very big, but there's mm -hmm. FAMU and then there's FSU and then it's completely surrounded by rural farming area. Okay. Mm -hmm. FAMU is a HBCU, you know, historically black college. FSU is, you know, Florida State University. So there was a lot of minorities. There were a lot of people who weren't from here, but that could still vote. Mm -hmm. So what they realized was if they let the city part have their own district, then it wasn't going to work as well for them. So they were kind of cutting and changing these lines. And so we were trying to get he was basically saying, I wanted you to go get signatures to prevent gerrymandering for them to stop, you know, doing this in these areas. And I'm like, that's a dope concept. Like I'm, I'm behind it. Like, yes. And then we talked about family guy for like 40 minutes. Um, yes. And then we talked about the requirements of the job. And he basically was just like, he's like, I don't care if you do, do drugs, as long as it's not something <laughs> you snort or inject, I'm cool with it. And I was uh -huh. like, aren't you my boss though like shouldn't you care about all of it he's like no 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 the girl's out of the ground do what you gotta do nobody no no one no one's gonna judge you here and I was like they paid like peanuts also it is extremely hard to get signatures um, oh, yeah. from people and they didn't tell you where to go or anything just like you go and try to find people so I literally solicited all my friends I got maybe 10 signatures and I needed like 50 a day and I was like yeah I, I stand by I this. I just don't have the time to like hunt them down and be really aggressive. Um, but that's where I learned it from. And I was just like, yeah. this can happen. Like, this is a real thing. Like, but you can't yeah. do that. That's not fair. I was really young and I just didn't see the world like as a cruel place that would do something that was so unfair when yeah. we had this great democracy. Um, <sighs> when, you're, when your bubble is slowly starts getting beaten down. I love, and I love... Um, <laughs> I still love the younger generations and they just look at you and they're like, what's wrong with you? Who hurt you? And you're like, the world hurt me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I learned things. Okay. <laughs> you haven't been hurt yet. You haven't been devastated. Oh, you still have like all that pride and you think you're so smart. You think you know how the world works. Yeah. Get 10 years, buddy. Come back and check on you in 10 years. Let Give me know how that time. works. Mm -hmm. it's coming uh, but so in terms of back to voting for a second so yeah a lot of people just don't care and they're just like like why like who cares why not your vote doesn't matter or all this other stuff but when I found out about the electoral college oh, <sighs> what there are so many things that are just hidden from everyday view and that is not that's not that's done on purpose they don't yes. want you to understand how this works. They don't want you to know so that yeah. you're not educated enough to stop it when it happens. Most yep. people only vote during the presidential elections. Yep. That's not where it counts, actually. No. You need to vote on all of those local laws and the sheriffs and the governors and all the congresswomen and, and all those. That's where you need to vote because those are the people that are creating these laws that end up fucking you over. Yeah, yeah. So my really quick. So my suggestion and you know what? Should I wait that to do that now? Do that now? Okay, anyways. Really quick, my suggestion for that for people who are like, well, I don't have time to keep up with this, blah, 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 blah. Literally, like every year, I would suggest the same way like New Year's Day happens. You're like, oh my God, 
habanero, blah, blah, blah. Just go check on your local, you know, state website um, and just look for your dates for your town, for your, your, your city, whatever, for all your election dates, see if they're up, see if they're ready to go, put that shit in your calendar, make sure you're registered. Cause when you make sure that you're registered, first of all, that means you're ready to go. Make sure your paperwork is in, make sure they know what's going on, whether you picked a side or not. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Pick one. I'm not Democrat, but on paper I am, uh, you know, I just do it. And you know, that way you, you don't miss the days, you don't miss the times and you're good. So they do, um, they do do a lot of voter purging and they said that there's about a 17% inaccuracy rate where they purge 17% of the voters. And we're talking, we're not talking like a hundred people. We're talking 60,000 people in some states um, where they're just like, oh, you either changed addresses and didn't update your voting, um, mm -hmm. your voting registration, purge, done, your vote does not count. Um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever, you may have passed, some people have passed away and they got an absentee ballot, so whatever the case may be. Some people are felons, they, they will have a million reasons and they'll just purge these votes. And it's your responsibility. They do not have to inform you that they mm -hmm. purge your vote. It is your responsibility to go online and to check the validity of your vote. Do not let people discourage you. Make it hard for them. Keep on mm -hmm. fighting. Um, so let me let me quick quickly touch base on some of the laws that Georgia passed. So one of the biggest things, the the fake conspiracy of you know these votes were not properly cast and they were fake and all this stuff was that absentee votes weren't right. So now Georgia changes so that you have to submit a driver's license number or other documentation in order to get a mail-in ballot. But that basically, there are some people who don't drive because they are what? Too poor to have a car and they don't have a driver's license. You can submit other things, but a lot of people are not always in that, that place to go and get those things to present to get an absentee ballot. You're, you're making them work really hard to do it. So then the other thing is when you get those ballots, they have they can go into a drop box. They have now changed the locations of those drop boxes so they are not accessible 24 hours a day. They are now in offices that are only open from what? Eight to five. So if you can't vote between business hours, your vote mm -hmm. doesn't count. Um, yeah. And so, and to be clear, I'm, I'm focusing on Georgia because this just happened here, but mm -hmm. there are 48 other states right now that have very similar laws that are being discussed as we speak. So if you think it's mm -hmm. not going to happen in your state, if it can happen in Georgia, it can happen anywhere. You have to be careful about what's mm -hmm. going on, um, but we can talk about all that, but just don't let them, don't let them win. <laughs> damn the man save the empire <sighs> listen like the so <laughs> black y'all i'm black y'all so uh we're gonna talk about really quick shelby county versus holder um this is from the brennan center for justice and also this is again in the documentary all in the all in the fight for democracy. So this shit sucks. This wait, wait can I say one thing before you go back in no. the documentary that you? I don't care. That's no, good. That's no. <laughs> in, the, in the documentary that you were watching, I caught uh -huh. the tail end of it when you were talking. Stacey Abrams was talking about how she was trying to vote for herself in the mm -hmm. election and when she tried, they said that she had been signed up as an absentee ballot and she could not cast her vote for herself. She did not sign up. That's some nonsense. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. Oof. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And so what ended up happening there was you know, a lot of people they're so tired and they're worn out sometimes that they just don't have it in them to fight or they're so wound up that they 
react and they're like agitated and I can see them um, reacting in, an, in a space that is just like really scary, maybe yelling and stuff like that. And so they maybe get kicked out or something like that. I get that. Keep your composure. If you know that you did your paperwork, if you know that you registered correctly, all that stuff, stay there. Do not let them turn you away. Figure out what your options are. Talk to the manager there. Talk to whoever you need to. Make sure you walk out of there knowing that you are going to be casting your vote um, in some way. Like that you have it that like, I'm going to be casting my vote like tonight mm -hmm. or, you know, within a couple of hours of getting something like you need answers right now and you're the person that's going to tell me because you were hired here to help me sometimes the people working like right there that are just sitting at the tables remember these are these are volunteers sometimes sometimes they don't even understand what it is that they're they're looking for or what that what's being said to them so keep that in mind um so shelby counter versus holder so um basically this covers um talks about coverage formula which determines which jurisdictions have to pre-clear changes to their election rules with the federal government before implementing them based on their history of race-based voter discrimination. Okay, so the states have to tell the government, hey, we're gonna change something because we fucked up before with racial discrimination, right? Um, this was huge, something that happened um, and I didn't realize how big it was and I remember hearing about it but I guess it just didn't really register to me. But in 2013, the Supreme Court Mutombo, <laughs> I put in Mutombo that shit, because you know the new Geico commercial where Mutombo, the basketball player, is like, uh-uh, not in my uh, house. Uh, uh, not, that's a really old commercial that they've kind of brought back. You don't remember that? Really? I don't remember that. Oh my God, How yes. Old the commercial though? I was little, so it was really old, like when he first got into the league. How I thought you, everybody, I, I don't know, I, who knows? Who knows? I was, yeah, but I, it was definitely, it's an older one that they brought back. And I'm like, wait, why is this old commercial on? But a lot of you guys are seeing it for the first time, you babies. I'm so young and supple. That's okay. I'm still supple and young too. Yeah, you are, girl. Certificate. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> a lot of people won't know this, but like getting a hug from Doreen is like the best hug in the world. This girl, like, first of all, it's the love that you get. Second of all, this girl, just her skin is so nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. It feels so nice, girl. You're so cute. Okay. Oh, no, but real talk, true story. Please do not come and hug me. I do yeah, not don't like do that. Like people that I don't care about. Okay. Yeah, yeah don't, fuck. Don't, don't, don't be crazy. All right. So Supreme Court said, fuck that shit, because they felt that uh, the this, this law was outdated. They were like, oh, you guys figured it out with racism and voting laws, so you don't need this anymore. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Congress was like all over it, and they were like, you guys are fucking up. Don't do that. We need this law, blah, blah, blah. But the Supreme Court was not hearing it, and it opened the floodgates for this modern-day Jim Crow, and what we're seeing now exploding once again um, but basically what happened in 2013 is you just started to see states just falling in line and just putting all these voter restrictions, you know, that's where the whole, 
um, the signature thing started coming into play, like your, your signature has to match exactly um, your picture. If it doesn't have a photo, you know, you can't vote if, you know, like it, it just became kind of just this all out war against like, how can we get as many people as possible to stop voting? Um, and people from everywhere. I mean, like they were talking about also the Native Americans as well. A lot of them, they don't have um, the IDs that they were requiring so they can go vote as well. And that's just because of historical context as well. Um, same thing with people who are older generations um, who lived in the South, Black, Black Americans who lived in the South. They, and actually I wonder, I thought about this. My grandmother had asked me, um, and it'll make sense in a second. She'd asked me, um, how do I get a birth certificate for one of my great uncles? And I was like, well, you can, I was like, so she's like, the hospital doesn't have it. And this is an issue with that, right? What happened way back when is if you were born um, in these Southern states, remember, they didn't have to serve black um, black people back then hospitals could literally turn you away if you were in needed help and were dying. That's how, um, gosh, I forgot this woman's name. She was famous, um, singer. Um, I think it's, is it the one that had, um, God, she adopted some children as well. I'll remember her name, hopefully by the end of this, but that's how she died too, is she went in, she, something had happened to her and they the hospital turned her away the next hospital was was it for like you know for miles and miles and she ended up dying because they turned her away but basically what happened is since these places turned them away a lot of these babies were born like just you know at home or like wherever they couldn't get birth certificates because the hospitals wouldn't take them wouldn't validate it so now if you don't have your birth certificate you can't vote so i was just wondering if that was like a connection if my uncle was looking for that yeah maybe um so it's so to say that some people are like saying that oh these are just fair things to ask for like you should have property you should have a you need to look at these things deeper you need to do your homework like some people are just gliding by on blatant just like ignorance is bliss um which is racism <laughs> and being complacent with it instead of doing their homework and realizing no these are just ways to um you know, keep people from voting based on skin color um, and based on the fact that people, um, mostly minorities, typically, aren't going to vote for certain parties. Yeah. And, you know, we don't like that. So they're going to suppress you any way they can. Well, I know in Georgia, there was a whole campaign on the radio um, that was like, you know, if you're black, you're just voting Democrat because that's what everyone says black people have to do, but you don't have to do what everyone tells you to do, right? Like you can vote for Trump. Trump has has much better interest for you guys. Just like, why not? Like, I mean, life hasn't been great for you guys anyway. So why not just vote for him? And I was like, what, what? is this freaking strategy? I In the words of Oprah, who, who is having this conversation? It was, and these are, there was, oh, there was one that was like a black athlete and there was another one that was like a businessman or something, but these were like longtime associates of his. Oh. Um, and it was, I was so disappointed. I was just like, you guys are the worst. And like, now that he's lost, like, where are you? I don't hear anything. What are you saying? Sure, sure. Nothing. Okay, I would like to hear. I, that's something actually I want to see. I like, where is Stacey Dash? Where are all these oh. people? Where's Amarosa? Like, where are all these people? 
Well, so here's the thing. So Stacy Dash actually said that she was in a really dark place and she had always just been going by whatever everyone had told her and her husband and everything else. And now that, you know, she's seen the light and she sees how damaging what she did was and, you know, she can't believe that she was in that place and she asked for forgiveness and all this stuff. And then Almarosa got the boot while he was in the White House. So she's been speaking out against him since then. She's she's released all these books and all these interviews and she's like, he's a monster. He hates Black people. But be, again, because you weren't saying that when you were in his favor whenever mm-hmm. you after you get fired and you start bashing a company no one's going to believe you anymore yeah i don't believe you so believe you, you. Were, you were down with it until mm-hmm. he, until he wasn't down with you until he you served your purpose yeah and he went bye-bye so i want to know what what but these people also the people that like rode with him all the, these minorities that rode with him all the way to when he lost this election i want to hear from you they still stand by him they're just like, well, he's gonna he's gonna run again, and we're gonna vote, and you know, you guys stole the election, and they they are still very much brainwashed. This whole QAnon, you know, phenomena, whatever these groups of people that believe that, like, you know, what do they say that um, Kamala is a, you know, that they eat babies, and just I mean, just ridiculous stuff. But um, it's I can't wait for us to do an episode on that because it's a cult. I love it. It's a cult. It's a diehard cult. But the problem is, is a lot of their rhetoric is just spreading and no one is, they just hear about it, but no one's actually doing any research. Like, well, if you did try to research it, it's a secret. That's how come I am the only one who knows because I am on the know. I know more than everyone else does. And, you know, and it's, it's crazy. When we did our our episode on what's the secret societies and stuff like that. And that's one of the things why people like that are so attracted to is because they like to feel superior to others. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, ooh, if I know this information, I'm better than everyone else and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's all bullshit, basically. During this time of social isolation and self-quarantine, you may not feel safe going to the bookstore or you don't want to wait for your books to arrive in the mail. Audible lets you take your books anywhere with you, no contact required. The best part of Audible is that you can listen to a new book while you're on the go, or even at home, chilling, cooking, cleaning. Don't forget, you can also ask Alexa to play a book or podcast for you, Ebenistas, duh. Who else is trying to learn something new? For me, it was Italian. So I used Audible to help me practice my skills. Give Audible a chance to help you learn something new by starting a free 30-day trial. That's audible.com backslash Ebenistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. Audible has thousands of books that you can listen to. There's literally something for everyone, no matter what you're into. So, Moving on. So basically with all that being said, we can totally understand why people have that catch 22 feeling of, and Doreen mentioned it before, why their vote doesn't matter. Um, and why their voice doesn't have any power, right? We have this history of like, if I go, it's ingrained in like our history. If I go, I might die, right? Like that's the beginning of that, of that, that being literally scared for your life to go vote. Um, Literally, and then having the perpetual um, rumor from other people that you're, again, like you said, that they're not going to do anything with your vote. Like, they don't care about us. They're not going to put money into our neighborhoods. They're not going to do this for us. We have to keep going. We have to, like, you. Ha- there's no way, if you don't engage, 
it's not going to happen. Change doesn't happen if you're just sitting at home doing nothing about it. You actually have to go out and, and fight for it and vote for things and do your research before you show up to the voting polls. Um, I'm not going to lie. My first voting experience was not the greatest. I didn't re do research. I wasn't even prepared for what was going to be asked of me. I thought they were going to ask me who I wanted to be the president. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, who are all these other people? <laughs> like, can I get like a biography, like something? And so I literally just voted for like the blackest or like more minority sounding names because I truly didn't know. Um, and no one prepares you for that. Yet another thing that like school does not get you ready for is right. voting taxes. Um, anyway, I credit cards, buying a house, credit cards, what your credit is, all those important things, you know, buying a, buying a car, um, financing, you know, predatory loans. Anyway, um, the same. yeah. So when I first heard about the Electoral College, it was after the election with Bush and Al Gore. Everybody knows about that one. For it was up to Florida this time, and the Electoral College actually voted against the popular vote and gave the vote to Bush. Right? You with me here? You don't remember? <laughs> I'm with you. Do you know what you wrote? Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, do you remember when this happened? Oh, um, <laughs> honestly, I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I wasn't really like that focused into politics around then. So it was, it was a big thing. It was on TV. Everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, what is the Electoral College? Because yet again, things I missed in history class, which is a great podcast you guys should listen to, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, and so basically what it boils down to is that the electoral college means that each state gets a certain number of votes and a certain number of representatives and they're supposed to cast their votes for whatever you know the whatever district that they're in and then those votes you know equal whatever the state gets and then so it's a total of 538 electoral votes in the united states right and mm -hmm. as long as whoever wins more than half gets it then typically they vote with whatever the popular vote is you know whoever mm -hmm. wants this this is what you guys voted for you the people i'm going to match your vote because i am your representative and then we found out that they don't have to which is strongly recommended but it is not a law um and so of course they're not changing that law um yeah. <laughs> but you know they want to change some other things I, I i really didn't fully understand how important it was to vote until obama ran for office but it was honestly I, honestly and this is not great i, I can admit to my ignorance is that I honestly didn't, I was like, that's why people nonsense. Like it doesn't impact me. It has nothing to do with me. Like, so be it. Like my life is going to continue on. I didn't understand until like Betsy Davos was voted as, you know, education secretary. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what? okay, this is, this is too far now. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't even know that they could do these things and why? Like, I always thought the government was for the people to take care of us, to make things better. And it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I was like, oh, they are fucking us over with like no KY and they do not care. And they are no all, they're all lining, like they're lining their pockets while they're screwing the majority of the people who are voting and people who are here over. So the damage that they can cause is too great to not care. So yeah. if you don't care, please do some research, go out, figure things out, you know, like, and, and do your research before you go vote because no one's going to do it for you. Like everything else in adulthood, <laughs> like. Unfortunately no. that we know. So my that friend, I, I talked to one of my friends about this. I was like, I don't understand why they still have the electoral college. Mm -hmm. And he basically was just like, 
they they need something because some of these states are so big like all the votes in california would overwhelm all the rest of the state think about like smaller states like new hampshire or delaware they're tiny you know and their votes would not count if it wasn't for the electoral college and so for that i understand why but i think it needs to be a law that the representatives have to vote with the majority of the vote whatever that is yeah it should be the law that's what you are there for that's what you're elected for Yes. It's not about what you want as a person. It's about what everybody wants. Yeah, that's what they're there for. That's what the whole point of that was supposed to be for. And it's like they've just kind of gone, I mean, they've they've gone rogue. Yeah. It's that's really frustrating, even because it's almost contradictive, right? For us to be like, for even for us to sit here and be like, look, what? What? I can't I cannot with the mustache Jabby. we're talking about something so serious right now and I'm just like it is serious it is have very a serious solid mustache right now like what I can't I can't take you seriously please continue I can be taken seriously and still have the best mas- mustache on video okay I can be both like you just said before we start recording I can be both I can be a little dark and it could be flowers and butterflies. Right. But I don't know if you need to necessarily have them at the same time. Yeah. That's a whole lot of crazy right there. I can literally hail Satan, put on really Jabby, beautiful no, makeup. No, Jabby, no, we talked about Put on about really this. cute makeup. Jabby, no, you can't say that kind of stuff. Listen to me. I'm just trying to let you know. I can do both at the same damn time. It looks super damn cute. Why not? You know that I am Catholic. You cannot, I don't even, I can't even say what you just said. That's how deeply uncomfortable it makes me. What? I, I can't. When are you Catholic? When I choose to be. <laughs> no, you're not. You I, are not. You are raised, but you are not. When I choose to be, like I celebrate Lent. I did go to school with nuns and a drunk Irish, you know, father who was over the whole school. Like I, I did the Catholic school thing. So what I got was a lot of Irish Catholic guilt. I have Catholic guilt. Yeah. I'm technically Roman Catholic, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't sorry. Please continue. I have none of that. So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So listen, <laughs> all right. I forgot when I was going to go with that. What? Oh, you were just, oh, okay. You were just trying to blame everything on me. Okay. Yeah. That's so rude. Oh, God. At least I smiled while I did it. Listen, I've got Ganesh behind me, okay? I don't need you over here trying to rain on my parade, okay? Listen, Ganesh will watch over me. Anyways, so I wanted to say, personally, as I've grown my, you know, of course, just like anyone else, your views on voting change, right? You know, I think for the majority, when you're young, you kind of have like this, at least for me, you kind of have like this anarchist point of view of things. You're just like, fuck the government. (laughs) Like, they're not doing shit for me. And you kind of fall into this pigeonhole kind of thing. And then you get older and you realize, shit, like, I should probably care about this because these choices are affecting what's happening in my community and around me. Um, The people that I elect locally, um, especially like for me personally, think about th- it this way. If you are really um, into the education, right? And you care about what happens to your child's school, what kind of funding they get, all that, you need to vote for the people who handle all that, right? Who handle um, the funding, 
who decide what the criteria is going to be, how, you know, what schools get what kind of funding, um, whether there's going to be more private schools, whether there's going to be more, you know, uh, whatever it is for education, you have to vote for that. And it goes all the way up to Betsy Buttfuck and, you know, her decisions. So you have to be involved in some way it's going to affect you is what I'm trying to say. So what I realized is, you know, the reality is, is that if our votes didn't matter, actually, then all this time, all the laws that have gone into place, the push of Jim Crow, um, the push for voter intimidation, the literal hunting down and murdering of those that just tried to register to vote or gain the right to vote, um, Selma um, and the original Selma um, rock, walk across the bridge and the police like just trampling people down. That means that our vote matters. That means that our voices can do something, right? Because then otherwise, why are they fighting us so hard? Why are they doing gerrymandering? Why are they, or gerrymandering, as Doreen says? Um, why, like, why? What? I was like, I typed it. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry, as Doreen types gerrymandering. Um, I mean, they say it. I mean, we saw what happened when Obama was running, you know? Um, we saw again now that what happened when Biden ran, you know, when we really just were like focused and we're like, ah, shit, like we have to make a big change and we have to correct what, what happened. We can't get lazy. When we get lazy, like we did after Obama left office, that's when we have the Trump fiasco and we got late, like as collectively, we got lazy. And so we have to be on our P's and Q's. Okay, guys. Yes. That's it cross the T's. All right. Um, but I feel hopeful. Do you feel hopeful a little bit? Um, I definitely feel more inspired to get more involved and to do something and to figure out a way to, you know, talk about this with as many people as I can and to bring it to their attention because some people are like, oh, wait, what happened? Oh, I didn't hear about that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And they're hoping that you as an individual just will gloss over and not pay attention. And we are no longer just I, you know, and this is from a Wale poem from the show American Gods. So just that's where it's from. But he goes, I is we, and we is powerful. Like you said, if there was no power behind what we can do, they would not be fighting us so badly, but they know that they, you know, it, it only takes one person to just sit back and do nothing, you know, two people, then three people. We can't do that. We have to make yeah. sure that all the things that our, our ancestors and our grandparents and, you know, all the people that were brought here, um, yeah you know, that they didn't lose their lives in vain, that they didn't die in vain. And what they yes. fought so vehemently for is going to stand. And unfortunately, just because it was a lot doesn't mean that they can't change it as we can see now. And so we have to keep it going. You have to pass on that activism to your children and make yes. sure that they know and they are aware because they're going to face a lot of these things too. And the sooner they get involved, the better it is. I'm not saying go out and hurt anyone. Of course not. I'm just yeah. saying, know what your rights are, fight for your rights and do it the right way. So they can't say, oh, you guys are just angry you're always looking to start trouble that's not it we this is our yeah. god-given right we are here we're human we deserve the yeah. same rights as everybody else and you do not get to take that away from us just because you have some power now because that power is not guaranteed to stay ooh, ooh, ah. hot off the press bitch okay yeah, I, it just <laughs> makes me angry it just really it, makes me angry it's infuriating like i just watching history constantly repeating itself 
especially of late, the things that have yes. happened in the past few years, I'm just like, are you guys not wake up? Like, are you not seeing this? Are you not paying attention? I mean, we literally are going through COVID and we had our president at the time, whatever he is now, Mr. Cheeto, um, talking about something, it doesn't really exist. Don't wear your mask. This, and then guess who got it? His dumb ass. And still, oh, it doesn't exist. He literally yes. said it. Got it. it. In the literally hospital. got it. And there are people who are still like, oh, that doesn't exist. They just said that to steal the to steal the vote. What? What? Like what? Like, make it make there's sense. There's literally videos and pictures of people of bodies on Especially the ground. People, like, like, did you see Bakery Karen the other day? Who? No. Who the fuck is this? Another person who went into a bakery without a mask and caused the whole scene. And she basically was just like, to the guy that wouldn't serve her because she didn't have on a mask, she's like, you're a bitch ass N-word in front of her and her kids. And she's like, I, yeah, I said it. Yeah, you're recording me good. I said it and I don't apologize. And then so they ca they called her again a few days later. She's like, yeah, I don't apologize. I don't feel sorry that he was acting like one. And that's what I called him. My children are all biracial. And if my husband says it, I can say it. I don't care. I stand by it. I don't think that COVID is real. I think it's just something that that was said just to you know help them steal the election away from Trump. And I was like, bro, he literally had it though. Like I feel, you see how you just are collected. Like if that's really what you believe. And then when he got it, what is what do you have to say now? Oh, and he admitted still, that he got it, but it's still not real. You're crazy. You just like you like causing trouble. There are people in this world who are villains. I've said this. Once I became an adult, I didn't understand. I'm like, everyone is good. They're just having a bad day. That's crazy. There are some people who genuinely enjoy causing conflict, causing drama, starting fights, yeah. creating havoc. There are villains in this world, and we have seen way too many of them take power lately. And I am done with it. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> want to watch the world burn. <sighs> yeah, it's really so sad. What, so what can we do, Jabby? What can we do? Girl, so we've we've sprinkled in a couple different things uh, throughout this episode. So the biggest thing that we have, and of course, you've said it repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And we're going to say this repeatedly until we're blue in the purple. Wait, I would turn purple. You would turn blue in the face. Huh? What? Fine, yes. Us. I can say that. I know. <laughs> I just, in my head, I like to pretend that I'm the same color as all of my friends. Um, and then I constantly have these like weird little reminders where I'm like, hey. I want to be because I it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it later. Oh, we're gonna talk about it, girl, and we're gonna do an episode about it because you, girl, you got the goods. Okay, you yeah. was gorgeous, you was fine. Okay, yeah. so we'll skip over that, but register to vote. Okay, yes. the first thing that I do personally, um, and I'll link this into another point I made which is um, when you move, go out of town, whatever, make sure you sign up for your absentee ballots, um, change your voting location, et cetera, do whatever you have to do to make sure your info is updated. Um, what I recommend is going to, I think it's, there's a website, I'll, I'll have it going up on the blog actually, but there's a website that you can go to and you can sign up for notifications and I get mine yearly. And it'll say right after an election, pretty much, or before an election, it'll say, have you, you know, are, we have you registered for, to vote, basically, just confirming. And then I'll also get in the mail, confirming this is still your address and that this is your voting location, blah, blah, blah. I, it's in my email or I get a letter in the mail. And it's awesome because then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I know there's an election happening now, like wh whatever it is, whether it's a major one or a local one, whatever. Um, 
So yes, make sure you're registered no matter what. Um, and I've said this a couple of times already, but I'll say it again. Okay. One more time for the people in the back. Um, fight back. <laughs> fight back. Bring your own water to the polls. Bring your snacks. Bring your chairs. Show up. Show out. Bring your snacks. You mean bring me? Bring a little porta potty. I don't care what you need to bring. A squat potty. There's a thing I've used anyway. Um, and so the catheter type thing, like no, a... it's like a little like suction cup, and then you just kind of stick it there, and it makes it like a urinal. It's weird, but it's it's great. Once you have like a little ten or something, you don't want to do that in public because all your business is gonna be out. But do whatever you need to do. Wear a diaper. I don't care. Go to those polls. Vote for these representatives. Vote for the governor. Vote for the Senate. Vote for every branch of government. I don't really know that many names. So I can't name them all, but you get it. Um, <laughs> so vote for them all. Do your research. Make sure they stand for what you stand for. And if they don't, then don't vote for them and encourage others. Educate others. Even if you don't want to sway a vote, education, when it comes to put the political process, is key in making sure that we remain successful um and uh yeah like i said show up vote change the people in power and make sure that their cowardice doesn't get they don't get to hide behind that anymore okay now talk to your friends and your family about voting let's normalize talking about voting and politics with your close-knit groups of people okay this whole thing of like it's thanksgiving dinner we should not be talking about politics or we just want to have fun or whatever if anything, the last year has shown us the last, what, how long was he in office for you long? Like he was in the office for way too long. We need to normalize this shit. Like we need to get it all laid on the table. Like we need to find some way to talk about these disagreements that we have about what's going on in our country and how it affects each other. Um, and find a way to do so that doesn't hurt our, hurt each other. Um, I'll give a quick example. Um, I talked, we, me and my friends, we have friends that we talk to all the time about voting in politics, whether they agree or not. Um, some friends in the last year we lost. Um, my neighbor, we talk to him sometimes about that. Um, and sometimes we have neighbors that don't agree with us exactly. Um, we have a supporter, uh, other supporter across the street and we talk and that's it you know we can only do so much but talk about what's going on and so i just find that really important to normalize that and lawsuits are currently being filed against um a lot of these laws that are are have been enacted um they they're fighting them don't don't think that they're not they are using the same the same laws that allow them to make these changes to undo these changes because they do not stand for what America stands for, what the US is supposed to be about, what we were founded on. Um, mm, I hate to say that because in that, anyway, mm -mm. they have the three quarters, but anyway, so. Yeah, listen, yeah. the foundation is broken. <laughs> yeah, 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 so let me, let me, I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> but um, they are filing lawsuits like Dominion, they're suing Fox News for making false claims about the voting machines being broken. They just made up some stuff. They listened to their little commander in chief over there and started running with it. These, this, they are a news organization. They have an obligation to do their fact checking and not just put out personal opinion. Um, actually, from what I understand, they're actually not listed as a news source. They're mm -hmm. actually considered an entertainment. Um, um, oh, oh, news to me, yeah. okay. That's, right, at well, least that's from what I understand from what I've heard. Yeah. They shouldn't be allowed to keep news in their title at all. I don't think so either. Anyway, um, so but yeah. they're being sued for the, the stuff that they said because it's false. 
That's um, crazy. And that, and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna finish this up and we're gonna wrap yeah. up after this, but you do not have to belong to any political party. So when I talk about Republicans, I'm not talking about all Republicans. You may just have conservative views and you know, and that's fine. But it doesn't matter what you really what you really believe in as long as you're not a blatant racist. Um, because if if you are one of those people, then screw you. But for the people who just have different political views, I don't care if you're Republican, independent, I don't, de Democrat, I don't care what you are. This is wrong. And it's yeah. as simple as that. It's right and wrong. What would you teach your children? What would you teach when you teach them right and wrong? This is just wrong. And if you no matter what political party you belong to, if you are just standing back and doing nothing because it doesn't directly impact you, it will one day. It will one day. And it and that's and that's what we're fighting for. It's we're it's about fairness. It's about everyone having an equal right, an equal, justly deserved right to vote without having to go through all these hurdles and trials and tribulations. We we have left these things back in the past and I don't know why they're resurfacing, but let's go ahead and kick it back and leave it where it needs to be. So we can continue to move on in the future where we are equal. We could have been onto spaceships and shit by now. We over here still playing around with racism. Like, come <laughs> on, they all like, ugh. yeah. So tired of this shit. Like, can we please, but we could have already been on to like cryogenics freezing for everyone. Yeah. God, damn. <sighs> more resources. Oh, wait, you have one more. Yeah. Um, Join an organization and help those who are being suppressed, such as? Stacey Abrams, she has a group, they're called Fair Fight. Um, you can support them digitally, online, just post something about it. Um, Stacey Abrams ran for governor against Kemp and she lost that election. And you know, like you said, you watched the documentary, go check it out. From what I heard, which is just bits and pieces, I was very intrigued. And I think it was unfair, but I think if she runs again, especially after all this, and especially after what she did to get people to vote in this Girl. last election, we have to show up and show out, okay? Show up, show out. So I know this is a more serious episode of the Ebenezer podcast, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining. Mm -hmm. If anyone has questions or concerns, or if you just want to voice your opinion and have a dialogue, let's do it. Do not stay quiet while we are talking about serious things um it's okay to voice it it's okay to yeah. say whatever it is right or wrong let's let's have that discussion people don't just learn magically overnight you know it, it's going to take some time but we have to do it respectfully and we have to we have to rise above unfortunately whatever if they go low i go lower but sometimes some of y'all gonna have to go higher <laughs> I, go low. I was about to tell you i was like <laughs> Sometimes don't go higher like don't say go higher because like sometimes i'm petty af just saying like just saying what so thank you guys for joining us for another wonderful episode of the ebenezer's podcast we hope this was educational don't forget to um don't forget to follow and like us subscribe to our podcast we are on spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and now Pandora. So <laughs> yes, check it out. And uh, the Ebenezer's Podcast, Ebenezer's P on Twitter. Follow us on everything, okay? Just stalk mm -hmm. us. Like be Let's our personal it. stalkers. Let us know that you're listening and you actually pay attention and you want to hear more yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that's, that's it for me. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, the Ebenezer's Podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. <laughs>